wondering how to fall completely in love with the people and things that surround you at home? I've spent the last 15 years studying how and where families thrive and what relational and house characteristics ignite us with that homey feeling. On this podcast, we uncover how our brains process the people we live with and the houses we live in so we can confidently create our homes to be wonder-filled connection magnets. Ready to give up the decision fatigue, comparison hives, overwhelm ulcers, and confusion chaos? You are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Thornock. Welcome to Becoming Home. What's up, homies? So glad that you are here. Today, I have the ever so lovely, I just want to call you freckled hand because that's how I know you. Hannah Olson, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I just want to make sure that was something we should have covered before, but I was too excited to talk to you about all the other things. Hannah Olson, what did you say? (laughs) Freckled hand is great too. I I go by that. And can I just say that your freckles are everything that I've imagined them to be looking in person as the freckles that I always dreamed of having. If you aren't seeing this on YouTube, like if you're listening to the audio, go watch Hannah on YouTube because her freckles are so cute. Okay. So freckled hand here, Hannah Olson, she is the crier, the town crier for how motherhood is a relationship and not a to-do list. And we're going to be talking about this diving deep today because this is one of the most essential things anybody can ever learn. Hannah, thank you so much for your work in the world and for being here. Thank you so much. Wow. That was quite the intro. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) You are all those things. Okay. Tell all the people about your family and and motherhood and all your background, everything you want them to know. So my business is is called Redefining Motherhood. And it kind of grew from a place where I, um, I'd been married for a couple of years. I was about to graduate from college and I always knew that I wanted to have a family someday. I wanted to have kids. And then all of a sudden I was pregnant like a few years before I had anticipated. And even though like there was really no problem with the timing, like I said, I was married, I was graduating from college, like everything was happy and good. I immediately felt this sense of loss, this sense of dread, this sense of anxiety, like so many things, just even from seeing that positive pregnancy test, like I kind of felt like my life was over in some ways. And I went into this state of mourning. (laughs) Like I felt like, okay, yes, like this is a noble thing. This is what God wants for me. This is, you know, the sacrifice that I'm supposed to make for me. But I kind of felt like it required me to put all of the things that I was excited about, like, on the shelf for a couple for, you know, indefinitely until a couple my decades. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And I was honestly dreading it and just like really sad about it. And again, it was like, I knew I was going to have to do this someday. I knew I was going to have to put all this away someday, but I thought I would have a couple more years to live my life before this, you know? So then, so I already had this really negative dialogue happening in my head. And then everybody that I talked to, like all my peers that had had kids totally added fuel to the fire. To be fair to them, it was like, I think so many women, especially like have this dream, what motherhood is going to be for them, it's going to look like what it's going to do for them. Namely fulfill them. Okay. That's kind of what we're taught. <laughs> Namely the and erroneous then, thought error. <laughs> right. And then when that doesn't happen, they feel like this duty to like prevent other people from feeling that pain that they felt. And so it's like, they feel like they need to prepare you. That's how I felt. It was like, so many people were just like all the time, like, but has anybody really told you how hard this is going to be? Oh yeah. Like 
yes, freaking every day of my life. Like nobody has anything good to say about it. All I'm hearing is say goodbye to your sleep, say goodbye to your date nights with your husband, say goodbye to, you know, your your body, your body. Yeah. Literally all the things. And I was like, this freaking sucks. Like being a mom is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. My child's not even born yet. And I hate this. (laughs) And why? Like I literally, it got to the point where, I mean, I was crying all the time hormones add on top of all this. Right. And I was just crying to my husband. Like, why do people even have kids? It literally seems miserable. Everybody hates it. Why do people have kids? And he didn't have an answer for me, (laughs) even though deep down he was really excited about being dad, you know, but he knew that that wasn't the time to bring that up. Okay. (laughs) Fast forward. Fast forward. My daughter is born. And it was like, there was this disconnect because I totally understood what everyone was saying. And it wasn't like anybody was inherently wrong, you know, like this nursing is hard. Um, not sleeping is hard. You know, all these things like, yeah, they were hard, but like, were they motherhood? It just, there, it wasn't quite this. It just didn't make sense. And cause I definitely, I got it in the sense that it was like, okay, this is cool. Like this relationship that I'm building right now, like this is cool. And I definitely see the reason why people want this now. <laughs> yeah. But all the other stuff, like it just something didn't add up. And so it really just led me on this, like, okay, so what is motherhood then? Because people talk about motherhood, like it's literally everything under the sun. Like if you deal with it and you have a child, then it is motherhood period. And I kind of just pushed back on that and was like, but is it like changing diapers, for example, is that motherhood? Does my child care if I am, is changing their diaper? What's making me the mom? No, <laughs> my, yeah. my two week old does not care if I'm changing their diaper or if it's some random person, right? Like they just need a diaper changed. And, and there's just so many things like that. And it was like everything from like cleaning the house to making meals to doing laundry, like one year for mother's day, bless my mom's soul. I mean, at the time I thought literally nothing of it. I got a mother's day card that said, motherhood is loads of fun. And it had a picture of a washer and dryer with clothes. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're like, funny. <laughs> loads. Right? It's so cute and it's so funny, you know? Anyway, I kept having kids because partly because I wanted to have kids close together. And I think honestly, deep down, it was because like, I knew I want to have a lot of kids. And the faster I have these kids, the more quickly I can go back to doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I started having kids. And again, I always have loved my kids. That's never been a problem. And I know a lot of people do kind of have challenges um, connecting with their kids or bonding with their kids. And thankfully, I never had that. Totally a valid thing. Thankfully, I never had it. But I did have this problem with just like equating everything with motherhood. And eventually, I just started being really, um, what is the word? really particular, I guess, about the messages that I would hear about motherhood and just kind of like filtering them and thinking, wait, is that motherhood? Like, do I have to do that to be a mom? I was like, no. And most of the time the answer was no. And finally, that's when I came to this realization that it was like, oh, so the only thing that motherhood actually is, is the relationship that I'm building with my kids. Because before it was like, motherhood is being a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Motherhood is being the person to fill all of the needs of my children. But it was like, well, wait, my husband, Steven, he's amazing. He's super hands-on with the kids. Like he is raising them just as much as I am. 
And yet he's not home most of the day, right? So what and he's still their dad. Absolutely. Which is something that you always bring up and I love. Like people don't ever question, oh, that's so crazy that you're gone all the day. How are you? How do you feel about your role as a dad? It's like, fine. <laughs> it's right. like not connected. <laughs> right. Well, it's like people even say this, this idea of like raising my kids, like, oh yeah, I, women will say I stopped working my corporate job or whatever to, to be home and raise my kids. It's like, well, wait, my husband is raising our kids and he's not their caregiver. So what does that mean? Raising kids? Honestly, I think it comes down to the relationship again. Like it's all founded on the relationship. And there was a time there where I was so consumed with like doing the tasks, doing all the things that my relationship with my kids wasn't great. Despite the fact I was with them literally 24 seven. I mean, during the pandemic, I was with them 24 seven. And that is the time that my relationship with them was the weakest because I, I mean, I think we were all going through a crazy time right there. And just all the normal, you know, things that I had, like the ways that I had to connect with me, I had lost in that time. And so once I realized, once I had this huge epiphany of like, okay, whoa, being the caregiver for my kids, the primary caregiver that's with them 24 seven, that's a way to build that strength in a relationship with them. But if I'm letting that job actually get in the way of the relationship we have a problem here oh it's so good let's let's repeat that again say it again i just realized that if i was letting the job of being the caregiver for my children get in the way of the relationship there's a problem there's totally a problem and this is when we start griping about things like the dishes aren't done and the house isn't dusted four times a week. And then we start being angry at our children because yep. they are the ones making it messy again. So it's, it's, where we're, it's breeding ground. So for yes. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And thinking that our house and our performance in the physical world around us is equal to our relationship is the same thing. It is an enmeshed amoeba. It is so damaging. And because not because these things are bad at all. They're not, they're great. Like dust all you want. I don't even care. But if you think that that's, what's making you a a good mom, you're going to find that your cup is continuously empty. It just isn't true. It's not true. A does not equal B. Totally. And on the flip side, if you're looking to your children also to fulfill you in that sense, like that's their job. That's also going to make some weird dynamics. That's weird. Yeah. Right. But yet, I mean, we're literally, I was taught that like, oh yeah. Oh, I was too. It comes from being a wife and mom. Right. And, and, but then when you really break that down, you're like, okay, once you realize motherhood is a relationship, if you were looking to another person, any other relationship to fulfill you, that would be considered a red flag, (laughs) right? Like like the definition of codependence. Mm Mm-hmm. We expect, you know, a two month old, five month old, two year old (laughs) to take on that role. And then we wonder something's wrong with me. I was supposed to feel fulfilled by this and I don't. What's wrong with me? (laughs) 
There's this one, uh, this is a video that I saw in college and it was a bunch of guys making fun of the co-ed girls and they're like, I don't want anything for lunch. I just inhaled a big gust of air on my way in. It's the same sort of thing. Like if we are trying to fill ourselves up on air and expect to feel full, we're not going to. And this is the same way, like relationships don't work like that. Okay. So let's, let's talk about what motherhood is not. And then we can talk about what motherhood is and like how to actually connect with what will fill us up. So what is motherhood not, Hannah? Okay, so the main thing that I see that people, that there's the disconnect is just thinking of motherhood as caregiving. Like how often do we hear people say, I don't feel like momming today? Yep. What does that mean? That means I don't feel like being the one with my children today. I don't feel like making the lunches today. I don't feel like, you know, solving the fights today. I don't feel like all this stuff, which you might not feel like you do, you might not be in the mood to do those things. And that's perfectly valid. But when you're calling it momming, that's when we have a problem because guess what? You are their mom, even if you're in Hawaii without them, because it's based on a relationship. So you don't have to be doing those things to be their mom. Are you following? <laughs> I'm totally with you. And, and even okay. we could say that people who are doing a bad job at being a mom are still being a mom bad yes. job like if you are i don't know what like in jail emotionally unavailable emotionally unavailable any of these things we say like my mom is in jail like still the mom still qualified the qualification is the relationship right yes 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 or even I mean, a, a maybe more relatable example would be like if you're really sick like maybe you have a chronic illness or maybe you're like pregnant and super sick and you physically can't get out of bed for one reason or another you're still the mom, even though you can't be doing the physical tasks for that time, right? Absolutely. This was my mom growing up, actually. She was in bed since I was 10 years old. And she was such a great, I feel like the relationship is so strong. I didn't care less whether she was out of bed or not. I know she did, but like I just sat on her bed and talked to her. I didn't care. And she was the mom, like our relationship was still strong. I can right. see that. Like as you're speaking, I'm like, yeah, that's totally true from a child's perspective. And on the flip side, you can be doing literally all the things. Your house could be immaculate. You could be making five-star meals. You could be doing all the carpools. And yet, if you're not actually building the relationship, what is it for? <laughs> what because, is it for? Exactly. Because you're missing the huge part of it. So that's the big one. Caregiving is not motherhood. And really, like... It takes people a long time to break that one down because it is so, we are so conditioned to think those simultaneously. Mm -hmm. um, but the the really easy way, in my opinion, to be able to see it is just think about fatherhood. Like, do people say that about fatherhood? Do people, do, do men wake up and say, I don't feel like dadding today? I don't hear that very often. I mean, maybe, but you know, like the metrics that we're using, like do, do fathers also use these metrics? Again, there are other metrics that like and societally people might say someone's a good dad or good dad by how much money they make. And that's ridiculous too. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it, we have figured it out for fathers, but, but I am saying like dads know that if they're connected in that relationship, that's the most important thing. Women have a hard time recognizing that because so much of the caving and the mental load, that kind of stuff tends to fall on women. And so we feel like if we're not doing all of those things, then we're not showing up well as a mom, which does not have to be true at all. Mm, that's so liberating. This is the same difference as your house is not your home. 
it's part of it. Like you can include your house in your home if you want to, but also you can live in a trailer in the middle of the desert and feel like you have a home. You can still be a mom and do it however you want to. The tasks, the physical things, the jobs, the to-dos, the time is meant to fulfill the relationship. Totally. And actually I have an analogy that I use that goes right along with that is that you can think of the tasks as like materials that you're using. Like if you're building a home, you're going to yes. have a hammer and wood and a saw, right? Mm-hmm. But the hammer and the wood and the saw aren't the house. Or in other words, they're, those the tools, the tasks are not the relationship. You can use the tools to build the house, but you can use a lot of different tools to get to the house, right? You don't have to use these specific tools that, you know, your neighbor or your mom used, you can find the tools that you like. When you shared that on Instagram, I think I watched it like four times in a row. I was like, that is so good. Like your house is not the hammer. Your house is not the hacksaw. Your house isn't even the walls. Your house is the building, the space, right? And the relationship is not the tools that you're using to build it either. It's not your communication skills. It's not even like your warmth and attentiveness. It's just the way you relate to your kids that you're there, that you're the figure, that the thing, all the things. So powerful. That's such a powerful symbol. Okay. So what is motherhood? If it's not the caregiving, if it's not the tasks. Yeah. So again, it's, it's the relationship. So, and that the beautiful thing about that too, is that it's not going to look like anybody else's relationship because you are not anyone else. And that child is not anyone else. So even your relationship between children is going to be different because you're each bringing unique things to that relationship. So a lot of times people will look at other moms and be like, Oh, I wish I was a fun mom like her. Oh, I'm not a crafty mom or I'm not. a And it's just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, first of all, I, that's kind of one of my pet peeves when people like define everything that they are by the type of mom they are, where it's like, <laughs> or like the things they like to do with their kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like, people, like there was one post I read that was like, I'm not a hair mom, meaning like she doesn't like doing her kid's hair. <laughs> what? I say that I don't like doing my kid's hair. Why are we making this about motherhood? Mother, why are we making this about motherhood? Mm. Anyways. Um, so yeah, so I do think like the, the connection, just finding ways to connect individually with your children is going to be how you build that relationship. And again, maybe driving carpool is the way that you love to connect with your kids, in which case, hallelujah, drive all the carpools, but maybe there's a time where that method isn't going to work anymore, or you don't like that method. And that's fine. That's part of the job. That's part of our job then is to find those ways to connect, but it's important too to remember that it's like, we can't, um, our value is not as mothers is not contingent on like our children's behavior or how our children show up or whatever. It's always on us yes. how we are uh. for them, which can be hard because it's like, Oh, well, if it's a relationship and they don't want to talk to me right now, then clearly I'm failing. And no, that's not how it works because for as long as you are being that safe place, as long as you are showing up, you're you're doing everything that's required of you as a mom, because that is what it's about. It's about you and how you're coming to this relationship. Absolutely. Which gives so much space. When you say things like this, I feel so much space for like my five-year-old who currently is going through tantrum city and he's allowed to, he's just, it's, there's so much space for him to be his own little person. And it's, not a shame fest for me when in the past it could have been of like, what do I need to do as a mom? I must be failing. He's not performing 
according to my standards, it's about me, but instead it can be actually about him because I'm not so self-consumed about defining myself via him. I think that's such a beautiful truth. How does this relate to husbands? And I'm asking this like with a little wink and a nod because you just put out a really cool reel about the relationship with husbands and how that that's defined. So let's go there for a minute. Tell us about husbands. Yeah. So I just did a reel this morning um, that was basically just talking about how in all of our relationships, we're going to be bringing different thought patterns than our spouse. And so the real, I, I posted about specifically was referring to like the cleanliness of the home, because for a lot of women, we are to some extent socially conditioned to believe that the way that our house looks is a reflection of us. It's a reflection of how well we are doing. It's a reflection of our worth. Right. And so like, it's, and it's, it's measurable, right? Like you can look around and you can see, oh, my house is clean. I am doing a good job, right? I'm a good person. Um, I'm a good mom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And sometimes this can create frustration when we feel like our husbands aren't pulling their weight like around the house. Like they're not doing all the things that we would do or in the way that we would do them or whatever. And so my point was in this reel, I guess the point is, is that it can be helpful to just see why we are having different thoughts about having a untidy house than our husband is right. Like even the fact that we're using the word messy to describe our house is part of the problem. Right. The oh, I love that one. That's because, so interesting because they might not see it as messy, but anyway, and, and I, I do want to address this because I'm already getting um, some unhappy people in the real, I'm not saying, okay, we can like, talk about that later. <laughs> I'm not saying that this is like a reason to never have your husband do housework because you're the only, you know, because he, he shouldn't have to or whatever. It's just like, this is helpful. Like when you're having these conversations to understand where this discrepancy is coming from, because the, what you are thinking about your house is probably different than what your husband's thinking about your house. And when you are in a relationship that you're trying to grow, like it's just helpful to have kind of the, that in mind. Totally. It's like almost an awareness of like, oh, I'm a different person than you. And you don't care if there's dishes in the sink. And I do. It's not because you're bad. It's not even because you're a man. It's just really because we're different people. And society's gender roles are really, really interesting of how they dance with these concepts. But you're completely right on. Completely right on. I love that. So what are people saying to your reel? Well, I think people think that I'm giving men an excuse to not help out around the house. And that's not my goal. But also they are free agents. Like how many, if we could solve the problem of men wanting to clean up around the house, like we would be rich women. Like this isn't the issue here. It is just that they don't innately care as much as you do. So you got to own that you care more and that's okay. And you can ask them to help and, but they can still say no. Like how many of our husbands just say no sometimes like of course they do they're a person well and then it's like if we ask them to do something and they don't do it instead of being like oh my gosh she's the biggest jerk in the world he hates me blah blah, blah. it's just like oh yeah he doesn't care about that like i do yeah you know like you can just kind of come with this like oh yeah it's not that he's like trying to be a jerk it's just that like he doesn't care on the same level that i do and that's okay totally okay oh i love that so much. And I think that a lot of marriage strife would be circumvented if we could give each other that benefit of the doubt. I feel like women see the same thing, maybe in the bedroom, maybe around sports where we're like, it's not that I don't love you. It's just that I don't want to watch another football game. And 
usually dudes are kind of like, whatever. Okay. I'll watch by myself because this is what I want to do. And I don't need you to like need it, but we want our husbands to want to vacuum. Totally. And that's fine. And we can have those conversations, but we can't ever like implant the seed of wanting in somebody else. And that's hard for a lot of us to, to uh, recognize. Totally. Well, and even, I mean, I just wish I had understood when I got married, like, oh, wait, my husband can't actually make me feel anything. Right. Because how different of the conversation would it be? And even with our kids, like, I feel like people do this all the time with kids. Like, oh, you're making me mad or, oh, you're doing this. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. That's not how it works actually, which is pretty mind blowing when that's a new concept for you. <laughs> oh yes. And we say this verbally to our children, or at least I hear, I hear it a lot of, even it will come out of my mouth and I don't even rec- recognize it until after I've said it of like, that's making me really disappointed. I feel really frustrated with you because you blah, 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 blah. When really the truth is I feel frustrated that there's milk on the floor because I'm interpreting that to mean that I have to clean it up and then I have to go to the grocery store and I just extrapolated 27 things off of this one instance that happened. There's nothing about milk that makes me, makes me, makes me anything. (laughs) Right, exactly. So where do you see this the most with people? When, where do you see them getting tripped up? Of course, with the caregiving, but are there any like specific instances where you get a lot of resistance when you're like, it's not about that, it's about the relationship? Does it blow up anywhere? Um, One thing that I've been talking about a little bit, just like with my coaching clients is like making kids do chores is not actually motherhood. Like making your kids do anything. (laughs) which I feel like that one's kind of a hard thing for people to wrap their brain around. Cause it's like, well, no, like I have to teach them responsibility. And we have this idea that making kids do chores teaches them responsibility, which maybe it does, maybe it <laughs> I think it doesn't. I think responsibility is something they learn that can be taught in a lot of different ways. What do you think, Anna? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. And I think, well, I think the problem is, is that we have this idea that, um, when our kids comply, it means they're learning the thing that we want them to learn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like, but when you break it down, like we're really just looking for compliance. We're not looking for responsibility. So like the chores example, right. It's like, Oh, I want you to like, you need to do this and this and this. And again, I'm not saying never like your kids can just do a free fall or whatever, but it's like when your kids don't do their chores, what are you making that say, you know, like, what are, what are you bringing to that conversation of like, you have to do this. It's like, do I think it's a helpful thing for everyone that lives in the household to contribute to the household? Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying that they don't need to have any sort of expectations of them, but I am saying like, I think more often than not, these things turn into power struggles, which are then hurting the relationship more than anything. And it's like, well, what is the point actually? Like, what are, what is the goal then? If it's just compliance and we're turning into a power struggle, like how is that actually teaching responsibility? Mic drop, 100 mic drops. This is so good. You guys need more of Freckled Hand in your life. Go to freckledhand.com right this second. And you you have a free training up that I'm seeing here. Tell us about that. So that training kind of talks you through um, separating the relationship from the job. A lot of the people that I talk to specifically are stay-at-home moms, but even if you're not a stay-at-home mom, 
exclusively. Um, there are just so many things that get piled under motherhood that are either the physical labor or the mental labor that we just tend to take on as women. And so one of the first exercises that I think is really helpful for people to do is really just like see a visual list of like, okay, what am I taking on? And then recognizing none of this is motherhood. (laughs) This is all things that I'm doing and great. I, I might love them. I might hate them, but either way, they, they are not the relationship that I have with my kids. Can I use them to strengthen that relationship? Sure. Great. If that's what you're doing, great. But also are they hindering that relationship? Because if so, let's figure out how, and let's not do that anymore. (laughs) Oh, and that opens up so many options of like, you can get rid of the task. You can redefine the task. You can have somebody else do the task, all the things doesn't even matter. Okay. And there's no mom guilt anymore, right? Because you're not like feeling like this part of your motherhood is being taken away. It's like, oh, well, that was never motherhood. So who cares? So I don't have to do it. I love it. And it almost feels like this is hidden. Like this is the secret that nobody actually talks about is like, you don't have to do anything. Like, like we're afraid, like our friends are afraid, or we as a society are afraid that if we just had great relationships, that everything would go to pot and our children would be in the streets selling drugs. Like, I don't know. What do you feel like we're afraid of here? What are we trying to control? So much of parenting is rooted in fear, I think. I mean, so much, especially in motherhood specifically, I mean, just (laughs) everything, like every part of it in our society is rooted in fear. And again, it comes back to the idea that your children, the everything that they do is a reflection of you. And um, it's hard to not fall into that trap because that's what we've been told, right? And for good and for bad. It's like when our kids do good things, great. We get to feel proud. And when they do bad things, then we feel ashamed. But the problem is, is that, you know, if you take the good, you have to take the bad. And neither of that is actually helping you or your kids. Yeah. So good. You guys, some of the things on these, this list is potty training. Oh my gosh. That spoke to my soul. Car maintenance, scheduling, family outings, taking out the garbage, keeping inventory of home goods, decorating, of course. And you need this list because the list goes on. And some of these things you're thinking, like I'm going through this and I'm like, well, if they don't, if somebody doesn't plan the birthday, isn't that part of my job? Because I have children we plan a birthday party and it is not. It's so good. So go sign up for this. You can follow Hannah at freckled hand on Instagram. And is there anywhere else where you love to be that the people need to know about? Um, I am a little bit on TikTok, but mostly Instagram. TikTok and same handle? Yeah, uh, actually it's the real freckled hand on TikTok. Someone else already had freckled hand on TikTok. It was so sad. (laughs) The imposter, the real freckled hand on TikTok. Okay, go look her up. They have zero videos. So I'm like, maybe I can just message them and be like, hi, will you give me my (laughs) I think that's a valid, I think that's a valid question. Okay, if you guys are into redefining motherhood as you're redefining your home environment, go check out Freckled Hand. She is incredible. The things she says continuously blow my mind. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being on our show. And everybody out there, go try something that came to your mind today. And I hope you make a huge mess. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, share this episode with a friend who you want to chat with about it. Also, leave a review for the show so we can reach more soulful mamas looking to love the magical humanity that surrounds them at home. If you really are digging this scene, come check out The Knowing, the inner circle for confident home creating. Find all the info about it as well as a full transcript of this episode over at carlythornock.com.